0: You see how we get from A to Q to B yep. to eventually Z, and everybody likes it. To 13. Yeah.
1: Going on. To Elephant. Right. <laughs> Welcome to Bob's and Banthas, a podcast about Disneyland, Star Wars, and all the other things. The Disney. Walt Disney's Magic Kingdom Disneyland <laughs> is growing every Ladies day. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Disneyland. <laughs> The
0: happiest place on this earth. This time the throw y'all. Yo. Have you thought about a visit to Disneyland during your vacation? You can waste time with your friends when your chores are done. Disneyland is the happiest place on earth. Join the happy people of all ages. Yes, there's more fun at Disneyland in
1: Anaheim. The happiest country on earth. Welcome to Bob, and Banthas, a podcast about Disneyland, Star Wars, and all the other things the Disney company owns that we love. On this episode, we're talking about Avengers Campus's grand opening, the spectacle, the spectacular, and the so-so. Against his explicit orders, I make Aaron take another BuzzFeed quiz, and in our main segment, we dust off our fedoras, holster our bullwhips, and don a sensible pair of chinos to celebrate the 40th anniversary of Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Trust us. My name is Scott Storm and with me, my brother on the mic, if adventure has a name, it must be absolute! Absolute Aaron Ross.
0: Yay! Hey, Fitting hey, too, because hey. that uh, that opening scene in Raiders when they're in the jungle feels a little humidity. Feels a little bit. You know, oh when he gets, man, it is. Not when he gets sticky. out to the. It, it feels sticky. It's very Everybody's sticky. sweaty, and yeah. there's like a lot of like sweat on the face. There gets out to Jock. Jock on the boat. He seems fine. He's he seems totally. Cool. He's chilling. Yeah, he's, he's got. He's,
1: he's got like some sort of river breeze. Yeah, he's got a river breeze. That's yeah. what's going on. There's he's like a river fishing. delta
0: breeze coming down. Yeah, and he's, yeah, he's but totally, in totally the forest, very sweaty. So sticky. in the forest. Welcome.
1: Episode sixty three. We're
0: here. Episode 63 and it happens to fall on the anniversary of Indiana Jones. That's right. Uh, which is very exciting. Oh, and I'm so excited been a to lot talk of, about this There's episode. been a lot of Indiana in the house lately. Has uh, it? Yeah, mostly with me because I got my, uh, I got prime shipping on my whip, which is great. Oh, good. Yeah. Fantastic. Awesome. Yeah, uh, the guy was like, "Hey, what's in there?" I was like, "It's a full-on bullwhip, man." Yeah, and he's like, "Okay." Me and the Amazon guy, sense. yeah. He's like, "I'm just gonna get back in Flick's adventure and cross the moat." And I was like, Whoops! "I think I think you forgot a little white envelope package that you had underneath your arm there." And I he just uh, whipped it out, he of, whipped his it arm. out of his uh, yeah. under his arm. He was like, "That was impressive."
1: I I took the the other uh, path okay. and I just uh, I I scarred myself with a. Uh, a red hot flaming oh, uh, metal. Yeah. I just held on to it. You for 3D a very printed
0: long time. the staff of Rawhead yep. and then And, and, <laughs> and then, melted then I that just melted here. it into yeah. my hand. Right on. And now I have that all the oh. time.
1: That's fantastic. It seems excessive for like a bit.
0: That's like a. Uh it's like a permanent fast pass for Indiana Jones at Disneyland. You're just you like, you would Look, think so. I'm a fan. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Check this out. Yeah, and they're like, wow. But you're was... like,
1: I'm waving my hand at you. Yeah. I'm not saluting. I'm just waving. No, my yeah, hand. yeah, I'm just
0: saying I burned the staff of raw into my hand. Yeah. Uh, I like the movie that much. Some people get a tattoo. Can you give me a... a fast pass? I'm gonna go on the ride now. Is what I'm, I'm just. To I'm just gonna say. walk through the exit. Is that cool? Yeah.
1: Welcome to episode 63, Scott. How's your week been going? It's my week has been good. Yeah. Uh, we're recording a little bit early this week. Yeah, it's uh, Tuesday we normally record on Wednesday. Yeah, How exciting my, is that? My wife and my daughter are going on a little road trip to Solvang. Have you ever been to Solvang I've been before? to Solvang, yeah. It looks delightful. I've never been there yeah. before, but it looks delightful. It is uh, just
0: north of Santa Barbara. Right. Uh, it's a wine-growing town. A region known for their Pinot Noir and also a... It's like a Bavarian village yeah, like as well? Yeah, it's a Dutch Bavarian kind of thing. Yeah. The Amgen Tour of California used to do a time trial stage there. Yeah. Uh, and a then a little there's... restaurant there called the Hitching Post, which was featured I in the know. movie Sideways with uh, Paul Giamatti. It's a great
1: little town. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so that's what they're doing. And so the boys and I are kicking it uh, guy style for, uh, for part of the week. It's going to be a lot of fun.
0: So when your uh, wife gets home and she opens the front door... It, it, and, and the entire floor is just covered with Nerf darts. Is that something you try to clean up, or you just go? So that happened.
1: Uh, I think it's more likely. Like she texts and she's like, "I'm we're forty minutes out. And do it's what like, you do. It's
0: <laughs> time to clean up. Yeah, like do what you need to do yeah. so that when I open the front door, a I can open it, yeah. and b you're not in a bunch of
1: trouble. Yeah. It's definitely like I just hit, nice. I hit the red button. The yeah. alarms start going off. That and we is get so in the nice. Mode. You get a forty minutes out text. You're like, I, it's. I think it's more for her benefit than Look, it is. Guys, you got you got to get out of the house. Yeah. <laughs> everybody, out. everybody Ricky, out Ricky Schroeder's like I just got here Like, I don't care this is the way it goes uh, so that's what it looks like for me how was your week?
0: Uh well we just started it but it's been good. Oh my gosh, uh, that's right. I right, know it's only Tuesday. Had, yeah. had a pretty pretty good weekend. Spent oh, some time outside. It was really hot. Other than that, great. You were
1: invited oh. to a game night on Friday. Yes, you were not able to come. I edited a podcast did and a podcast. did some promotion
0: stuff for my my my, my, my daughter promoted. Yeah, uh, up to high school, right? Up to high school. Yeah. yeah, big deal. So I got to sit on a a track at a at a at a high school for seven hours. That's uh, exciting. Well, it was it was fun. That sounds fun. At first, you clap because it's new. Then you uh-huh. clap because it's your daughter. And then you don't clap because you're
1: bored. And then you start clapping because you're just delirious. Yeah, this goes back to like our, uh, our uh, piano recitals where you're like, yes. can we just split this up yeah. into blocks? Nobody's going to be offended. Owen Ratcliffe. You're like, yeah, buddy! <laughs> Run on, Owen! <laughs> the rat! They're the like, that's going up to high school. They're, they're like,
0: uh, the people behind you are like, that's our son. We know you don't know him. Like, why are you clapping? You are like, dude, it's so hot
1: out here. I don't know why. You are like, listen, do you want us to support or do you yeah, not want exactly. us to support? Okay, yeah, we like him. He's,
0: yeah. he did great. Yeah. Anyways, that's what we did. We promoted. Well, you missed a good game night. Wow, how how many people showed up?
1: Uh, we had f- uh, four of us at the table. Okay. Yeah. Uh,
0: how many, What's the food situation like?
1: Uh, we had some potato chips. Okay. We had some pretzels. Did you
0: put the potato chips in a bowl? Uh, potato chips were in a bowl. Okay. When you were done with the game night and there were still potato chips in the bowl, did you put those back in the bag? They went in the trash. Yeah. yeah. That's my f- I can come to your game yeah, night. Yeah, they went in the yeah. trash. All right. That was my one question.
1: Uh, Little Storm baked some chocolate chip brownies. Right on. Okay. Uh, and then we had some uh, some beverages
0: to, to okay, enjoy. Okay, good. Yeah. yeah. Yoohoo. Uh-huh. uh Juice that comes capri in like sun.
1: a <laughs> Capri Sun, Acto cooler.
0: Stab it, stab it from the bottom. Turn that Capri yep. Sun upside down. you're right. done all day long. That's right. That's, yeah. how,
1: that's how we do it.
0: That's a hack. That was a fourth grade hack. That's a good. That's a fourth grade. Right on. Yeah, hack. I'm looking forward to doing that once a month. Game night at the Storm was Compound. It was yeah, it's great. Yeah. You own all these games. You just have a library. Do you have a bookshelf full of games. I do. And Nerf blasters. Oh yeah. You a, you live in the Silverspoons Mansion.
1: Yeah. We're going to make it together. Yeah. You and I. Right. Together, we're going to find our way. Yep. Uh, If you want to know our discussion on Silver Spoons, you can check us out on the Patreon. You should. We just- (laughs) definitely uh, don't want to miss that. Yeah, it's it's a treat. You want to know
0: how Ted Danson and Ricky Schroeder and Saved by the Bell are connected? Get yourself on that
1: Patreon. (laughs) Uh, it is. We have a lot of fun over Patreon. Uh, this last week's episode, by the way, had me f- rolling again. Oh, yeah? I, I feel arrogant in saying that I listen to our Patreon episode and it has me laughing. But I don't have final edit over right. it. I pick it. So I, I cut it. don't know what's gonna. I, I forget what we talk about and I don't know what's coming up. So there are a couple of exchanges that we had uh, that just had me just LOLing. Fun, yeah. Speaking of Patreon, hey, we got a new patron this week. Oh, fun! Yay! Who's that? Uh, her name is Susanna. Fantastic! We would like pa- to uh, thank her for supporting us over at Patreon. She joins a, uh, a several, many, many patrons, Yay. including longtime patrons like Michael, Lauren, and Lanny. Uh, hey there. We just thank all of you so much for uh, your support over on Patreon. Yeah. Again, we try to do fun, silly, non-Disney related content over on Patreon. So if you like what you're hearing, I can't, I can't get it out.
0: Oh uh, so if you like what you hear here, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> head over to Patreon where you can hear more of what you like to hear in your ear here. Over there.
1: Or there. Yeah. Wherever. Mm-hmm. Wherever you want to take us. It's fun. It is fun. Uh Susanna. Susanna, thank our new you, patron. Thank yeah. you so much, and
0: thanks for the kind words in the in the patron uh, message system. Yeah,
1: absolutely. She left us a very very nice yeah. uh, a nice comment. Uh, also, we got a really nice review over on Apple Podcasts. Oh, can I hear this nice review? Yeah, you can. It's a five star review from Carol. She writes, "I always smile when B and B." That's B ampersand B. Thank you for doing it the correct way. Correct. Pops up in my queue, and it doesn't last long. I always listen to it first. Love their banter, stories, and some great interviews. I am sure to laugh out loud at some point during the show, and I'm always left hungry for cookies. Keep up the great work, Scott and Aaron. You've got a fan in me. Five stars. Thank you so much, Carol. Today was
0: Slurpee time instead of of cookie time. We had Slurpees, but we did those before the show. We did. Get that sugar going. Got to
1: get that sugar rush. Uh, cookie time has to take a break during summer. It feels like uh, slurpees are is a perfect thing it to substitute. It is perfect, and it was delicious. Summer.
0: And thank you for getting me one. I appreciate it. It was my pleasure. I it's hope you one hundred percent believe slurpee is made of dreams. I hundred percent believe that. So I'm living my dreams right now. You are Let are me ask you something that's not in my dreams though. Yes. Sometimes we make mistakes on this show. Do I understand that there was?
1: Did we made a mistake last week? We may have made a mistake. Yikes! Uh, I have to make a, red, a red hand gestures here. There they are. And my errata hand gestures it are also to looks correct. Like, it's
0: like it's like you're telling you're S- telling you somebody. That's um, driving your car like you're too close to the garage. You can stop.
1: So, right hand gestures, mm-hmm. we have a correction to make. Okay. Uh, last week we talked about, uh, we did our uh, Scott and Aaron's mixed up map about critter country. If you tell me that the gummy bear of boats never existed, you
0: are fired
1: from mixed up map. I, uh, what? Whoa. I mean, yikes. Let's parse that out. Okay. okay? <laughs> The phantom boats. I said the phantom boats of Gummy Glen. Yeah, is what I said. That's correct. And I talked about how there were boats You're that replace the Davy Crockett Explorer can, canoes with the phantom boats the, th- through Gummy Glen. Yeah. And uh, and I was I was correct in concept. I was incorrect in my articulation of what that was. Okay. The Phantom boats were an attraction that were their opening day of Disneyland. Right. Across from the, where the Matterhorn would have been, but not there at the time. Uh, correct. It was actually where the the Twenty Thousand Leagues. I'm sorry, the Submarine Voyage Lagoon is. Oh wow. And that's where they were. Okay. Uh, and then those went away. And then there was the Disneyland Motorboat Cruise. And that's what I remember. And that is what went. What gummy Glen? Okay. uh the, the gummy bear. So we were thinking gummy of Glen. the
0: right thing and we're describing correct. the right thing, but we just called it the wrong thing. I
1: said the, I said the wrong thing.
0: Yeah, the Phantom Boats opening day submarines. The Disney what was it
1: called? The Disneyland motorboat cruise.
0: Yeah, Disneyland motorboat cruise colon a waterful experience colon Scott Storm is coming colon gummy bear tastes great colon but not when they're not when they're wet. Let's keep those in your pockets.
1: Are you still doing this? <laughs> yeah. I okay. was trying, I was waiting for you to say something exciting. I was just waiting for you to spin out. <laughs> yeah, done. Uh, it was called the Motorboat Cruise to Gummy Glen Okay, is what it was. Uh, and so uh, I'd like to thank uh, our friends over at the Sweep Spot. Wow. Did we get corrected from we got Lynn? We Lynn. Lynn Barron uh, reached out to us and said, little correction, Phantom Boats opening day uh, attraction, Disneyland motorboats or whatever I just Lynn said. Lynn Barron. Motorboat one of my favorite people on the planet. So he uh, he he reached out to correct us, and you know what? We don't mind standing correct. No, I love it. I
0: actually love it when you're running a million miles a minute like us. Yeah, sometimes you make mistakes when you're mixing up the map. Sometimes you get the map mixed up. That's right. I'm satisfied with what I just said. Let's move on.
1: Let's move on. Yeah. How, what do you say we yodel in that news? Is it time?
0: Do we have news to yodel? Yeah, we do. <laughs>
1: It's time for news. Oh, Remain seated, please. Let's talk about Avengers Campus opening. Right. Big things happened last week. Yeah. There was the Avengers Campus live stream, which took place on uh, YouTube and Disney Parks blog. Yep. And then there was the actual opening day of Avengers Campus. Yes. We're going to talk about both of those things. Okay. And maybe we'll mix them up together. Maybe we'll handle them separately.
0: Let's handle them separately or mix them up together. I don't know. The only thing I'm familiar with is the evening uh, live stream event that was uh, the ceremonies, the spectacular, the star-studded, you might say. Star-studded.
1: At least starred Zoom meeting DE. You had uh, uh, Josh Damaro. Yeah. uh, The handsomest man at Disney. Yeah. You had Bob Chapek. Mm-hmm. A guy that works for
0: Disney. <laughs> love you, Bob Chapek.
1: <laughs> a, guy, a guy that works for Disney. I have some crazy comments about that section. Crazy. You had, you had Kevin Feige, mm-hmm. the master of all things Marvel. Yep. John Favreau. Yep. Uh, who I just want to give a hug every single time I oh, see him. Oh, absolutely. Everything about John Favreau I love. Me too. Uh, also the director of the original Iron Man movie, mm-hmm. which launched the MCU. You had Paul Rudd. Yeah, uh, in a pink suit. That and is true. You had um and and Anthony Mackie, um mm-hmm. uh, who plays but yeah other Falcon, people Captain America. Yeah, other people
0: joined joined in through Zoom like you yeah. know Mark Ruffalo and right. uh But I mean Scarlett those who were
1: there on prem. Yeah. Uh, you know, pretty 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 substantial yeah. cast. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. What would you think?
0: Like you kind of seated me, you kind of seated me to think that there was something wrong with it that I'd be that I should be watching for. I had a very like I had a very like
1: it's about a forty minute episode, uh-huh. a forty yeah. minute live stream. Yeah, and it starts right. off
0: with like it's a virtual thing, so it starts off with uh, Monday or Friday, Friday, Friday yep. you know, sort of getting in Tony Stark's here to get me all warmed up. And then they kind of take you through uh, the events. Everybody's wearing a mask. Everyone's distance. Everybody's continuously posing. Every. Every person they have in a shot poses in every single B roll shot that they have.
1: Oh, oh, you mean all the yeah, all the B roll. All the B roll guests are yes. always
0: in some kind of superhero pose. Yes. Um and so some of it, uh the, like you could see the Web Slingers. Uh-huh. And, you know, so I don't this isn't a review of what the Web Slingers ride looks like, but you got to see that. That was interesting.
1: Yeah, they sort of took uh, you through some some sort of beats of it, right? Yeah, Pim test, kitchen. The Pim test kitchen.
0: Any one of these things we could review you know, what we saw on our own and talk about it. So I don't know if you want to do that. But they showed some food. They showed the pretzel. Yeah. They showed the protein, uh, the vegetarian, vegan meatballs. Yeah. They showed all the stuff. Looked good. None of it was as big as I thought it should be. None of it was as small as I should, thought it would be. Uh, the chicken sandwich is hilarious with the big chicken filet, but then the little bun. The tiny,
1: teeny bun. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: so I don't know. We could all talk about that. And then um, uh, and then you get to the live section where Bob Chapek comes out right. and introduces it. And I had like – I had a moment during that during that speech that was just I don't know
1: what was your what, what? you want to
0: talk about it now yeah so so, so okay so Bob, because, because I would yeah. say
1: overall like the uh, the the sizzle reel was fine all the 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 hype about you know what it was is this was this was a forty minute uh, uh, spectacle yeah. that felt like it could have been a really amazing sizzle reel or like an amazing five minute. Presentation, yeah, but it just felt stretched out and therefore felt sort of lifeless to me. Yes, uh, and and even dare I say hokey. And I feel bad that I what, feel that. What way. parts did you felt hokey to you? Um, I think a lot of the character interaction stuff seemed a yeah. little hokey. Uh, you know, they're they're really leaning into the Spider Man flying over the. Uh, the building. Right,
0: which seemed to be a mix of the animatronic free floating robot thing that they have and an right. actual Spider Man yep. actor hooked up to a cable, of which uh, Black Panther's hooked up to a cable. It, it's very obviously hooked up to. They don't try to hide to, that at they all. They don't try to hide it at yeah. all. Uh, which feels weird to me. It's was one shot in there, and I wanted to ask you about this before we get into the Bob Chapek uh, sort of section, uh, where they're. they're so when you go through web slingers, you're not fighting villains, which I found odd. You're fighting these spiders the spider that, bots. That, that Peter Parker supposedly developed and are now running loose around the lab. Yeah. And so you're, you're trying to round them up through your web slinging. And I thought, oh, that's cool. There's not, because this is a, a, a campus, it's obviously protected. So there wouldn't be bad guys in there. And right. so that makes sense. So I was like, I get it. But then outside the web slingers campus on the raised rotundas there, they did say that there would be villains that came in there and they had physical fighting in there and they showed one shot of that where Black Panther does not a great kick uh, (laughs) or or maybe it was Captain America but there's like a fighting sequence and I was like I wonder is fighting something we normally see in Disney how do I feel about violence in that way and they have to like make it not look real so it kind of looked Che- the violence kind of looked cheesy to me a little bit. Yes. I just didn't know how I felt about that. I
1: think that's really interesting because uh, stunt shows, I feel like, are a great staple of theme parks. Mm-hmm. But they're not a great staple of Disney theme parks. Exactly. Right? That's exactly right. Yeah. And, and, I mean, like, you go to Universal Studios and Waterworld and Epic Stunt and Spectacular yeah. has been running for, like, 20-plus right. years. You're talking machine guns in there and fire and, and people getting killed, quote-unquote. Right. And before that was... Uh, like, in that space was, like, a Miami Vice stunt show, yeah. and I, I remember going to see an A-Team stunt show, and then there was the Wild West stunt show. Right. Like, so those like, feel all very normal. Feel very normal. Uh, and even, like, at Magic Mountain, I remember going to see a Batman stunt show. So, like, this thing is a thing that happens. It just sure. doesn't happen at Disneyland. Right. Now, it did way back when. Uh, they did uh, Zorro days when Zorro was really big. They would have Zorro days where Zorro would fight over the rooftops of Frontierland and, and fight through Frontierland onto the Mark Twain, uh, and that would happen multiple times yeah. a day. So it has happened in Disneyland history, but a long way back. Right. So I think it's interesting, and my understanding is that it was also planned for Galaxy's Edge, but then it never materialized. Right. So there was supposed to be some sort of character action interact, uh, interactivity or show, spectacle, whatever you want to call it, and now we're seeing it in Avengers Campus. I'm really glad they're doing it, but to your point, you know, is it uh, does it does it feel too safe? Yeah, does it feel too safe? Is it violence just for violence' sake?
0: Is it? Uh, I I just didn't know. I wasn't expecting that because the web slinger set me up for there are no bad guys in the park. That's yeah. why you have to fight spiders. When I saw whoever it was up on this rotunda do this little jump kicky thing, I was like, "Ooh, that did that." You
1: doesn't. think maybe maybe it was just the angle I caught yeah, it? Yeah, maybe the wrong maybe. way. Yeah. So that was one thing, and then
0: uh, then it uh, you know turns to night, and Bob Chapek gets up there, and I really had this moment where I was thinking like. This is, I mean, this is our CEO. This is our guy right now, like Bob Iger. Like we 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 don't have Eisner, and then Iger, and then you know, and all the, the all the people that have followed Walt. Like yeah. this, this is our guy now. Right, and so you want you want to like him. And I was really thinking about what it like. What does Walt embody when he's Opening a newer land, if he were opening a new land, what, yeah. like, what would I want to hear from right. this person? How would I want to feel, especially coming out of COVID, especially coming with this new IP? And was, I think Bob Chebeck's great, and he definitely smiled a lot more in that, looked friendly, looked great. So I've no 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 complaints of him at all. Other than his his speech was really, really corporate-y and, and so corporate. Super corporate-y. And then so here's the moment I had, and I want to yeah. get your reaction to this. Man, I'm so so curious to see what you think. When Kevin Feige. Feige came mm-hmm. up there and started speaking. I just had this moment where I was like, This is our guy. Like, uh, l- yes. Listen to the way he talks. Yes. Like, just make him CEO <laughs> or, or something. Like, this is our wall. Like, this is our guy. And I'm not trying to say this is our wall, but the way he spoke, the way he interacted with the crowd, yeah. the way that he related to family and being a kid and growing up and not being able to get enough of it and that that he lives in this imaginative state all the time. You yeah. can tell this guy that has vision, heart, personality, communication, and, all, and this is nothing against Chapek at all. Hard job, doing a great job. Love you, Chapek. But he like this guy represented something that I was like, I feel like at the Disney company right now, I feel like they need something like
1: that. I'll take the counterpoint. Okay. Uh, just if nothing more than because it makes it an interesting conversation. Great. like. Uh, I agree with what you said about Feige and – but about Chapek when you're like, I love Chapek, I love what you're doing, you're a huge supporter. Like The problem I have with Bob Chapek is I know he comes from consumer products, right? which means that it's all about revenue generation. It's all about maximizing how much money is coming into the company and being able to make products that are going to be able – we're going to be able to sell to people. And now consumer products gets rolled in with parks. And so there's the um, – every single time he talks – there's this feeling of he feels like a businessman. Yeah, he does. Which is not a bad thing. No. But it's not a warm thing. And it's not an uncle thing. It's not an it's uncle not an, thing. It's not a creative uncle. I have this crazy idea and we're going to do it and I don't care. And the Bob Chapek versus Kevin Feige Bob Chapek sounds like a corporate CEO. Kevin Feige sounds like a creative. Yeah, sounds like somebody who has who who lives this and loves this, yeah. and this is an outpouring of of his love. Yeah, and is able to do it in a strategic and business minded way,
0: and really well spoken. I couldn't tell what parts were off the cuff and what parts were reading. he yeah, was exactly. Reading. He was, felt he was felt really very natural. Yeah.
1: Whereas Chapek, like he comes across like he has no idea who Captain America is. Like he just knows he's supposed to be here, and that this is a real, this is a huge earner. Yeah. Marvel is a really big earner for Disney, and therefore we can make even more money if we make a land out of it. Yeah. But he has, he's not in touch in any way with what is the creative or imaginative aspect of this, which is so weird for the head of the Disney Corporation. I'm not saying that he's not an imaginative guy, right? I'm saying he doesn't come across as an imaginative yeah. guy.
0: Yeah, he does come off as a you know a like I imagine he's great to work for. He looks like he smiles and seems whatever.
1: Maybe, Maybe, but I mean. He looks like he's about to explode all the time. (laughs) I just feel like there is, every single time I see him, he strikes me as a guy who just has this like crazy inner rage just brimming right (laughs) beneath him that at any moment he's just going to explode.
0: (laughs) like what it would be like like to be in a meeting with him and I have imagined in my head that he leans over and goes, what would he bench? I'm like, what do you mean? Oh, waltz bench? No, man, what do you put up? What are you putting up today? I'm like, I have no idea. You put idea. Three plates up? <laughs> no I put, I put three plates about? up at 5 o'clock this morning. Are we morning.
1: drawing later? I heard there was going to be drawing in this meeting. I brought my markers. Yeah, he definitely strikes me. And I will say, like, that dude knows how to wear a suit. Yes. Uh, there's no, no doubt about it. Uh, and he's learned from the best of them because Bob Iger can wear a suit like no one's business. Right,
0: it's that's a tough suit to follow. It's a real tough suit to follow, a tough but he's suit pulling to fill.
1: But yeah, I mean, I just feel like at any point, he's just gonna flex a little bit too much and that thing's gonna split down the back. Yeah,
0: I've like, not seen uh, Kevin... Mr. Feige, Feige speak like that before, yeah. and I was already in this moment of like, like th- this is what job Bob Chapek's job is. He was like, he's the next, and he was the next in line to be CEO. Right. He became CEO. What an what am- amazing honor. What a huge responsibility. And what a tremendous legacy. And then I was thinking, just unfairly, do I think? Do I think that's the face of the legacy, the warmth of the legacy, the heart of that legacy? And I was like, I don't know. Yeah. And, and then Kevin started speaking. I was like, whoa,
1: this is a Jobs-level guy, like a Steve Jobsy kind of like I feel guy. Like, I feel like, you know, Kevin Feige strikes me as a guy who could say something that he he could mistakenly say something. And you're like, okay, but like that's fine. He made a mistake when he said that because he's talking about yeah, he's, so many ideas and he's yeah. throwing so many things out there. And so he's talking from the heart, not from the head. Yeah. And Chapek strikes me as a guy who's constantly talking from the head and yeah. doesn't allow himself to make mistakes because it will look like weakness. Right. And and again, loses the heart in the conversation. And I felt that way about Bob Iger.
0: I think I believe that like, at least Iger did at one point entertain the idea of being a news anchor or an actor or something and just
1: – He ran ABC. Yeah. I mean that was part of it. I think it was, he did have
0: some creative stuff buried deep yeah. in there that just didn't – just he didn't think he was very good at it or something and went the business route. Kievick yeah. doesn't come off like He doesn't that come to off me. that way at all. Which is not to say that he's not amazing at the job, but I just saw this guy speaking and I was like after COVID with these new IPs, with these new experiences the with the with the nation that's kind of divided and hurting and confused and not sure which direction we're all supposed to be going to have somebody come out and address us as human beings yes. that are in need of, of of not not rest isn't because we've all not been working and resting, but in need of, I guess, hope and imagination and creativity and a way forward that's not yelling at each
1: other. I was like, dude, I'm, I'm buying what this guy's throwing down. For Avengers Campus to really be sold, it needs to be celebrated. Yeah. It needs to be celebrated as this, like, isn't it great? Isn't it awesome that this is a place where these heroes yeah. come and kids get to interact with their heroes and they all get to be superheroes? And, and that that childlike wonder that yeah. Walt was able to capture, that Eisner yeah. was able to capture of this, like, isn't it amazing that we are able to do this? Yeah. And instead, the message I got was like, we did this. Yeah. We're opening this, and people will enjoy it. The, and there's such a big tonal difference very between much those two so. things.
0: Yeah, the shawarma cart got a lot of love, which I thought was amazing. that like, <laughs> They talked so much about the shawarma cart. It's such a it's weird, like, weird thing we to me. We got two of them. I was like, right on. I mean, I'm getting that. It looked good. It looked, like I've re- it looked great.
1: Well, now, that was the big reveal. Yep. Uh, it, it was the, the big, uh, what I saw things say. I didn't know were in there. I didn't know anything about the Doctor
0: Strange experience, yeah, they look pretty cool. quote unquote, yeah. uh, experience, uh, the Wakanda the, experience. The uh, Dormalage? Yeah, the Dormalage yeah. experience. I didn't know anything about that. Uh, the Pym Test Kitchen was fun to see what the interior environment looked like and and what they had done with that so I don't know there was a lot of stuff I didn't know and I was like do I care enough about Avenger Campus to not spoil it and then I was like no I I don't care you don't Uh, care yeah no not at all
1: I skipped over some parts of uh, the web slingers just because I I didn't want to give them I didn't want to be given too much okay my concern was that they were going to give too much yeah uh but I I was fine with what I was seeing I saw a lot of this Yeah, a lot of uh, you're doing web slinging gestures. Yeah, it's a reverse
0: bicycle with my pinkies out. Yeah,
1: right. Yeah, Uh, sort of looks similar to like the hand jive in some ways. Yeah, yeah.
0: I hear. I can already hear my kids. Like, you're not doing it, Dad. You're not doing it fast enough. I'm like, I'm I'm tired. I was gonna just sit back and watch you guys.
1: Like, no, no, you got to participate. You You got to do hand bicycles. All right, fine. So. Avengers Campus opens, yay! And it's gotten mixed reviews. Oh, yeah. And I don't, and you know, I think what they are doing is really. I, I'm glad it's there. I'm really glad it's there. The mixed reviews have really boiled down to this. Yeah, let me hear it. The virtual queue system is preventing a lot of people from getting into the land. It's tough uh, if you don't. Do have, you have a, to virtual queue to get into the land. You have to virtual queue to get into Web Slingers, of and course. you have to virtual queue in order to get into. Uh, uh, the Pym Test Kitchen. Really? Yep. Virtual a, queue and, to eat. And people can wait in order to get into the land if you don't have a virtual queue for either of those. Okay. So the uh, there were like hours waits to get into the land, even if you couldn't ride Web Slingers just to see the land. Right. The other interesting thing. So the pluses and minuses. That, that kind of happened with Avatar Land a little bit. Uh, yes, they did a lot of soft
0: launches with uh, Avatar Land, I believe, and I don't think they did any of that with this guy.
1: Yeah, and the pro- and I think the other problem is that when Avatar launched, they had a e-ticket attraction, which was the Banshee uh, yeah. flying, and they had like a C or D ticket boat that boat thing, uh, boat yeah. thing. This launches, and it launches with Web Slingers and. Guardians of the Galaxy, which people have been riding for years yes. at this point, and those are the only. And Guardians of the Galaxy was only accessible to people who waited in line to get into Avengers. Campus. No way! They took it off the main rotation. Yes. Oh, that is crazy! So, what a crazy thing to do! It's crazy. So people couldn't ride Guardians of the Galaxy, which is one of the only. Sorry, haunted e- on mansions in there.
0: part of Critter Country now. You gotta have a pass. You gotta, wait, you gotta wait to get in. <laughs>
1: That's so, nuts. Yeah, it's and so. They've obviously Guardians Tower is annexed into Avengers Campus, but it was closed off to anybody who wasn't in wow. Avengers Campus. I completely understand that from a
0: land theme thing. Yes. I don't understand that from other. Yeah, I wrote this yesterday though. How can I not ride right. so today? Can I
1: can't be on this now.
0: Yeah. Uh, so that's yesterday it, was a thirty-five minute wait.
1: Well, now it's a walk-on because nobody was riding it who yeah. got into Avengers Campus. That was the other thing was that they fascinating. Would say that there was virtually no line for Guardians. Yeah, because nobody because people, nobody, people, people, people were, were like I've out. been on that. I yeah. wanted. To see I want to get hooked things.
0: up on So I want to do a little bit of shopping. Buy myself a, a Iron Man, Spider Man wrist throwy thing, and I yep. got to get that gigantic uh, pretzel,
1: yeah, like medium
0: pretzel. sized pretzel,
1: big bigger than normal, pretzel. bigger than
0: bigger yeah. than normal pretzel.
1: So uh, this brings me to my question. You know, uh, the other thing is that the the Avengers building that has the Quinjet is the future site for an e ticket attraction. Mm. Yeah, uh, and and then when that's built, you'll have. Uh, theoretically two e-tickets and the spider-man attraction which is probably a D, a D. you think the web slingers is a d yeah it's, a, it's yeah. a dark ride it's a it's a toy story midway mania ish okay. type of ride so i would say that's like a d ride and d ticket attraction okay. yep so you'll have something that is really exciting once it's all built out but it's not all built out right now and i wonder whether or not uh like you know is uh, avengers campus half-baked And is this sort of half a land thing, we launch with half a land, is this like a new thing that's going to be happening with Disney? Because we saw that with Galaxy's Edge and now we're seeing it with Avengers Campus.
0: Uh, Yeah, you're considering Galaxy's Edge as a half a land because of... Because when it launched, it was just Smuggler's Smugglers Run Run and and no Rise of the Resistance. And some food and food. And food. And then the Millennium Falcon that you could look at. And merchandise you could buy, and merchandise you could buy. Yeah, yeah. It's really analogous to Galaxy's Edge in a lot of ways. Yeah, with the, like it's like, like like lift Galaxy's Edge, re-theme marble set down over over here in terms of the, the product. We had the the droids, the astromech droid we shop. We had the spider bots here. And we had the and spider bots and, here. Yeah. You have a, a video game ride in Galaxy's Edge. You have web slingers over there. Yeah. You have the promise of an e-ticket. That's not there yet. That's coming. So it's really similar. It didn't work out super well for Galaxy's Edge. I,
1: no, one of the things I think uh, distinguishes Avengers Campus, which is it, it has received glowing reviews so far, is the amount of character interactivity that's happening.
0: That, yeah, there. that looks nuts. They got, yeah. a, they got everybody. They got, Ant Man out there, and they're and just they like here. all milling yeah. around
1: doing stuff. Which so should seems you guys really be cool. saving the world? Oh, we're busy. We're busy. We're hanging out with we're you guys. We're hanging out with you guys. So everything right now is fine. Like there is no threat right now. Yeah, great. That's why we're here.
0: <laughs> I think. I think that is in contrast to Star Wars: Galaxy, because yeah. it felt vacant of that life that you were looking for there. Yeah, right. Of lots of stormtroopers, of imperial occupation, of things you didn't understand were happening and why they're happening. And it seemed like they really talked about that in the video a lot about the. Storytelling through uh, unrepeatable guest interaction, right?
1: Which is awesome. I think that's great. Yeah. I love to see how that plays out, and I'm, I'm and I'm excited for it. I, I'm excited I, for I'm it too. Looking looks forward to seeing
0: amazing it. at it night. Does look like really cool. all things at Disneyland, at night that place looks insane. Yeah, it it
1: definitely comes alive at night. There's no doubt about that. Right on. Yeah. So uh, that is Avengers Campus. We'll be heading down there at some point. Should we take a BuzzFeed quiz? I guess so.
0: I'm ready. I'm ready I don't for think it. Do you want to, or do you want to just go Should right to like the, food is, the, like, the food at the food at Pim's Test Kitchen? I think yes. that's going to be a very popular restaurant. Yes, it is. I'm very excited to eat there. I love the theming inside with the giant soda cans and all the yeah. stuff. Like looks amazing and stuff like that. It just feels like, even though it just feels like the menu is like a tiniest bit safe in terms of, like, I mean, the guy says at one point in time, like, the fork is small. And I'm like, I know. You understand how Instagram works, though. (laughs) Like, one meatball that's a little bit larger and then one that's definitely a little bit smaller. I get that that's part of the story. What the internet wants is literally a meatball the size of a bowling
1: ball. Yes. I understand
0: you're going to have to pay, charge $37 for it. I don't think the internet cares. Everybody like,
1: buys it once. What if everything at the Pim Test Kitchen was family style, so you yeah, could yeah, justify see, having exactly? It's
0: yeah, that, so you don't go to the, the food waste thing, and and, right. and, and and every time you go there, you get something else because it is enough to feed a family or an elephant yeah. or whatever you want to say in that yeah. context. So everything is like the pretzel literally is you know the size of a pizza. Yeah, like a like a pizza It is the meal. Yeah, I don't know. I just making a spectacle of food. You need to be careful doing that. But when that guy, the head chef, head chef of disneyland resort yeah. was going through it all of it seemed like a little bit like i get it like it was a nod to it here's what it felt like to me and i love the pym test kitchen it felt a little bit like what the winning contestant on like a food show would have created uh-huh. with that thing yeah. not like what disneyland not like would have leaning
1: done. into it to be yeah. to make it just to really crazy. Go, like
0: this hasn't been done before this is crazy yeah. we've rethought dining as family style this isn't I've done disneyland before but to justify the fact yeah, that, that this meatball is the size of a basketball food yeah yeah i, I would I, I don't know i think, I think that's interesting I'm I'm excited. Must be have... quiz time. Yay! Good. Thanks for getting us out of that. You got it.
1: Now here's something you won't wanna miss. Another low quality internet quiz. You got a choice. Oh boy. Alright, choose your own adventure. Yes, adventure's adventurer's choice. Which attraction matches your personality? Okay, interesting. The hardest would you rather quiz ever. Okay. How can my, I get scored on that? And my okay. personal favorite, that if I had my druthers, I'd make you go through it. Which Marvel hottie should go on this Disneyland trip with you? Really? Yes. Which one do you want to take? Given, Just so we're clear, Buzz,
0: BuzzFeed, a progressive company, named that quiz. We didn't have anything to do with, with a quiz that's like hottie.
1: I think you can just make whatever quiz you want on BuzzFeed, can't you? Oh, is this just user submitted? I think so. Well, let's do the hottie one then. Awesome. I can't wait. Oh, me neither. Which Marvel hottie should you go on this trip to Disneyland with? Right on. Now, it's really the happiest place on earth. Oh, That's when, when we're next. together, me and this yeah, hottie? And yeah. Got that this, right. This Marvel hottie. Yeah. I feel like this works because we just got done talking about Avengers Campus. Yeah, too. this works. It's great. What time are you getting to the park? When it opens, duh. 10 a.m., whenever I want, or 5 p.m.? On this thing, 10. 10 o'clock. 10 a.m. Yeah, 10 a.m. What are you wearing? A dapper outfit, a Disney costume, Mickey T and jeans, An outfit that matches your ears. Uh, Mickey T and jeans. What is the first ride you go on? Mm -hmm. Space Mountain? Nope. Pirates of the Caribbean? No. Indiana Jones? No. Big Thunder Mountain? Indiana Jones. Pick a tasty treat. Dole Whip, Churro, Beignet, Mickey Pretzel? Uh, Beignet. Beignet. What ride are you getting a Fast Pass for? Splash Mountain? Haunted Mansion? You can get a... Fast pass for Haunted Mansion. Yeah, you can. Yep. Splash Mountain, Haunted Mansion, Star Tours, Space Mountain. Space Mountain, Space Mountain. You're getting a fast pass
0: for. Yeah, of course. I'm not waiting 70 minutes in the sun on the top thing. They got little coverings
1: now. That's great. Keep going. Which classic character are you taking a photo with? Mickey, Donald, Minnie, or Pluto? Mickey. Mickey.
0: Dang it! This is going to put me with Captain America.
1: I hope it put you with Captain America. I hope it put you
0: with worst vacation ever. <laughs>
1: I would put you with Captain America from the first Avenger, because I know that that's probably one you like the least.
0: Uh, Yeah. Uh, Civil War is the one I like the least. Oh, Civil War is the one you like the least? Yeah.
1: That's the one I hope he, with the long sideburns, that's the one I hope he puts you with. What's your next ride? Matterhorn, Autopia, Peter Pan's Flight, Jungle Cruise. Jungle Cruise. Yep. What land are you spending most of your day in? Fantasyland, Tomorrowland, Adventureland, Frontierland, New Orleans Square, All. All. What ride do you have to go on? Mad Tea Party, Mr. Toe's Wild Ride, Pirates of the Caribbean, Winnie the Pooh. Pirates of the Caribbean. Where are you taking a picture? Sleeping Beauty's Castle. You can only take one picture okay. all day long. Yeah, with this person? With this person. Yep. Sleeping Beauty's Castle, Mm-mm. Main Street, the front gates in a teacup. Uh, Main Street. Dang it. Where are you going for dinner? You are definitely setting yourself up for Cat Where are you going for dinner? The Blue Bayou, the Stage Door, Rancho del Zocalo. Or Zocalo? Is it Zocala? Zocalo? Zocalo. Uh, well,
0: the problem is we have a restaurant that has a, in in the in, town we live in. Right. That's very close to this, and so I think you're saying
1: the one that's here. Rancho Z- de Zocalo. 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 And the Plaza Inn. Oh, Plaza Inn. Oh man, Captain America. I know. are You ready for this? How are you ending the night? Fantasmic, paint the night, fireworks, world of color. Uh, paint the night. You can't leave. Something. I'm sorry. You can't leave without buying something. What is it? Classic Mickey ears, a pin set, something Star Wars, or a stuffed character? Uh, something Star Wars. I mean, none of those is my real answer. Which Marvel hottie should you go on this trip to Disneyland with? Yeah. Let me tell you. Okay. Oh, man. Bucky Barnes. No way! The Winter, the Winter, Soldier, Winter Soldier himself. No! The White Wolf. No! And Bucky Barnes. Fine! That's who you're going... That's great. That's actually fine. You and that hottie are taking a Disneyland trip together.
0: That whole trip is like your best friend's the worst. You know how much? (laughs) Look.
1: Bucky Barnes is a great guy. What are you talking about? I'm
0: fine going with him as long as he will allow me to talk about Captain America the entire day.
1: Oh, like you will bag on Captain America? Yeah, as long as we're fine. He's not going to be happy with that. By the end that's of the like, day, I'm like gonna win your, him over. That's my mission. Friends, like you're friends with a guy, and you don't like his friend. Yeah, that's and exactly so you're, what's you're going just, on. You're just pitting him against uh, uh, against. You know his what friends.
0: he said one time, and Bucky's like, "What?" I'm like, "All of it. All of it.
1: All I, of I can't stand." It. He's
0: it. just, oh, <laughs> oh my god.
1: Every time he opens
0: his mouth, you ever notice that?
1: Yeah, that you, would be fun. That would be a really fun day. You know what's disappointing about this? What this BuzzFeed quiz? Other than the fact that it's a BuzzFeed quiz, right? Other than the fact, the whole thing—you would think that you go through those many things, yeah—and then it says like, "This is which hottie it is, yeah," and this is the reason why because you answered this and
0: because that, yeah, and, because like, and that. Bucky, were,
1: Bucky Barnes is like a, a classic American uh, guy, has a
0: sense of adventure, and likes Doritos.
1: That's right. Yeah. Instead, it just says Bucky Barnes. Bucky,
0: you only take this once. Every time no you take it, it,
1: every time you take it, it's Wait, Bucky. Well, why is Bucky Barnes? Because yeah. it is. Yeah. That's the reason why. I'm sorry, we're BuzzFeed? Because we don't have to justify it because we're BuzzFeed. Man. I was really hoping for a bigger finish than that.
0: It's okay. Uh, I'm fine with that. Bucky will go down there and make some bad decisions about him breaking up with Captain America and me being his new best friend.
1: It'll be okay. Do you think in that situation Bucky is your sidekick or your Bucky sidekick?
0: Wow, that's a good question. Yeah. He's definitely my sidekick. Really? Yeah, he can't be. He doesn't You think he goes
1: from Captain America to you? I don't mean that... <laughs> the way that it sounded? I didn't mean the the way it, as, as mean as it sounded yeah, I when cer- I said I that. I certainly
0: don't go from being mean to like, hey, what does Captain America's sidekick think? Like, I don't even acknowledge him. He, he, no, he doesn't go from that. Captain America's not a real hero, so he can't be his sidekick. This is a step but up he from is him. A side, he is his sidekick. He, he's going from being nothing because Captain America is not to a To a sidekick. To a sidekick. It's an upgrade for Bucky.
1: Hey, we're going to take a quick break and when we come back, we are talking bum, about... Ba-dum, bum. Bum, ba-dum. We're going to be talking about, do you want me to redo this? No. Well, we're talking about Indiana Jones. Yeah. And more specifically, the 40th 40th anniversary of Raiders of the Lost Ark coming up right after this. Right after some stuff.
0: yodel yodel oh, oh, I keep not we didn't do that either. yodel ay ee mm you're, You're not really into it, is what I'm thinking.
1: You're the lady. <laughs> Let's talk Indian. I am so Jones. excited. I just watched it. I tried to watch it. Oh, what happened? Uh it was there was Family, just like a lot, it was like a lot of logistical problems. <laughs> right, right. I've got kids, not all the kids can watch it, some of the kids can watch it, so then I gotta figure out what the other kids are gonna do. Yeah. And then not it, watch Modoc. Not watch Modoc. Yeah. Uh and so I got halfway through it. Okay. And then I was like, I gotta, I gotta call it. I gotta call it. And like, and and I also had trouble finding a way to watch it
0: because. What do you call halfway through it? The temple, the bear, the where they light up the where the ark actually is. The yes, baskets yeah. uh, when
1: when they're in the map room and yeah. Indy finds out where they where the well of souls is. Okay, that's about halfway. Right. Uh, and so I stopped it right there. Yeah. Uh, now I watched this on my Blu-ray. I, had a, I have a Blu-ray set. Uh, I'm, sorry, when wait, I'm up, not familiar with it, uh, that's bl- like- a Blu-ray disc. It is a high-definition digital video disc. Oh, so you turn it on and it just plays whatever you want? No, yeah, it's like, uh, like you know, you, you know what, like a record player is, right? I'm familiar. yeah. Okay, so you take a record player and you shrink it down. Oh, not hang it on the wall. You don't hang it on the wall. <laughs> gotcha. Okay, uh, and you feed it into what it's like a like a VHS wow, player. Okay. So if you put a record into a VHS And then it player. connects to the internet and you
0: then you're able to stream it. Yep. It's like an internet connection disc. You have uh, yeah. Indiana Jones on uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark on Blu-ray? I have it on Blu-ray. Right on. Yeah. And uh, that's how did you, you watch it? Uh, we have it on Apple TV, uh, the, the oh, box did you, set. Did you purchase it? Yeah, we uh, purchased the box set all all 18 movies like a while ago. See,
1: I was going to do that, yeah. uh, but I didn't because it was streaming on Netflix for a very long time and on Hulu for a very long yeah. time. And then the Paramount Plus network came out. Right. And Paramount decided to put it on their stupid, dumb network that nobody should buy and pay $5 huh. a month for. They put so, Indiana on that? Yeah. Wow. Okay. So you So how are we going to handle it? this? Yeah, I watched it. Uh, I, I watched half of it. Right. I'm not out anything because I've seen this movie literally hundreds of times. Yeah, same. Uh, and uh, And I'm so excited to talk about it because it is the 40th anniversary. This movie has had a profound impact on me. I'm curious to know what impact it's had on you. Before we get into that, what do you say we talk a little bit about the history of Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark? I would love to. Would you like me to start this off? Yeah, because I don't know a lot about the history of it. I'm going to teach you. Yeah, I'm excited for that. I'm going to take you back to a great year called 1977. Okay. A better year was 1975. I agreed, 100%. But 1977 is darn near close to a great year. Of course, it was the year that Star Wars came out. Yeah. George Lucas is sitting on a beach in Hawaii with his friend Steven Spielberg. Yeah. Lucas is trying to escape any potential negative feedback he's going to get about Star Wars. Right. Because Star Wars had just come out. And Spielberg was taking a break from filming Close Encounters of the Third Time. Third kind? Yeah. Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Yeah. So Spielberg and Lucas. uh, Now, Spielberg had come off of Jaws in 1970, 1975. Okay. Jaws comes out in 1975. Great
0: year, great movie.
1: Great year, great movie. The launch of the summer blockbuster. Yeah. Jaws is the reason why summer blockbusters exist. Lucas and Spielberg are pretty much on top of the world right now, right? Yeah, and in communication with each other. And they're buddies, because they're buddies from film school, USC film school. So they are vacationing up in Hawaii. They're sucking down Mai Tais, and they're talking about what they would do if they could do anything. And Spielberg says... I would love to direct a James Bond film. And Lucas, <laughs> I remember what the characters who the characters are. So they're sipping there's they're sucking down Mai Tais and Spielberg's like, "We should do a James Bond." And he's, he says to Lucas that he really wants to do this and Lucas tells him about a script idea that he yeah. wrote back in 1973. Wow. With a uh, another screenwriter named Philip Kaufman. And he Lucas tells him about this story idea for an archaeologist slash college professor named Indiana Smith, and uh, and it's this idea of returning to the adventure serials that they grew up on, right? And that uh, he wanted to make a full length feature about this, and they've got this idea about this uh, ark of the covenant that they're going after the ark of the covenant from the Old Testament, yeah, right, where the Israelites carried around the smashed uh, remains of the Ten Commandments, yep. Spielberg uh, loves this idea and basically they're like, it's like an American James Bond, but without all the gadgetry. So he really likes this. He hates the name, but he doesn't tell George Lucas this initially. Um, but one of the reasons why he doesn't like the name Indiana Smith is because there was a 1966 Western film that starred Steve McQueen named oh, yeah. Nevada Smith, Right? Yeah. which you would think would be, I mean, I'm assuming that's where George Lucas sort of Got, had the play, yeah. play on that. Are you with me? Oh yeah, I'm totally with you. Any thoughts so far?
0: I think that uh, I think our some of our listeners. I've heard that part of the story before, yep. uh, so I was aware of that. And I remember the first time I heard it though being, you know, just sort of like they're a building l-
1: sandcastles. Yeah, and, yeah. and
0: like I first, imagine that. Imagine <laughs> know, guys with know, the, right. the two biggest movies that had ever been made and will ever be made for quite some time and still today are some of the greatest of those kind of you know summer blockbuster hit movies hanging out on the beach just being like what do you want to do next and like james bond i'm like i don't think so bro like i think i so i think something that's neat and i don't i don't i I, it came as news to me that steven spielberg was not attached to the writing or the genesis of the actual story because it feels so Spielberg. Uh, it's Spielberg. Spielberg. Who's Spielberg? I don't know. It wasn't his movie either, though. <laughs> yeah. it's when you watch Indiana Jones and you look and you and you read uh, Steven Spielberg's sort of story of growing up, making movies in his backyard, the types of movies he likes to enjoy, the thing just feels like It feels all. very Spielberg.
1: Yeah. You're right. It was not originally his genesis, but there's so much of Spielberg in this yeah. film when it actually gets to the theaters that it, it very much is like, oh yeah, this is a George Lucas Spielberg type of thing, yeah. right? Yeah. So, Spielberg and Lucas, they lock in on this idea and they hire Lawrence Kasdan to write the screenplay and fill in the gaps between Lucas and Spielberg's action set piece. Lawrence Kasdan, I would say, is a name that should be. Tony Baxter is one of our living patron saints on yeah. Bob's Zabanthas. I believe Lawrence Kasdan should also be up there as a living patron saint of this hints. podcast. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Return of the Jedi. Okay. Force Awakens. Yep. Solo, a Star Wars story. Uh-huh. And most importantly to this show, The Bodyguard. Oh right. <laughs> <Of course. laughs> Starting yeah. Kevin Costner and Whitney Houston. Yeah. I uh, can't
0: believe you didn't lead with that so that we could just stop.
1: Just because he wrote The Bodyguard. That's Done. the reason why.
0: Yeah. Right on. Uh,
1: so Kasdan
0: is. I mean, it's not like that's a terrible movie. I know you're making fun of it, but it's not like that's a terribly
1: no. It's, not, ter- it's, not, it's, terrible no, it's not. a terribly
0: plotted movie. movie. It, it's
1: just funny when you put it in I the context so, of all it's these It's so others. different genre wise, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he wrote Empire. I mean, he wrote Empire Strikes Back. That's yeah. really all you need to say. Yep. And he also wrote Raiders of the Lost Ark, right? Yeah. Um. So Lucas, Kazan, and Spielberg, they work nine hour days for up to a week over at Lucas's executive assistant's house in I think Sherman Oaks. Okay. And they just sit there and they just knock out the script. Not San Anselmo, California. Not San Anselmo.
0: Interesting. Okay.
1: Well, because they're all in Hollywood at this point. Yeah.
0: Right. I mean that makes sense. Well, I we keep a place up up in North, but uh, we gotta gotta be down there. Yeah, but
1: Spielberg's. I mean Spielberg's got a. I think he's got a office in Universal yeah. Studios at this point. Yep. Lucas is doing whatever Lucas is doing. It makes sense. They're all, right. they're in the Valley at that point. So they knock out the script, and during this writing sesh, Spielberg suggests changing the name to Indiana Jones. And all three of them agree. Uh, Lucas and Spielberg take the story to Paramount, who option it for a five-picture deal. Wow. Brand new story, option for a five-picture deal.
0: It's got a fedora. It's got a fedora. Five pictures. Wait, does he have
1: a fedora? He's got one. Okay. Uh, We really need a bullwhip in this. Does he have a bullwhip? Oh, yeah. Okay. He cannot do this without wearing a comfortable pair of slacks. They're very comfortable. Five-picture deal. Five-picture deal. Right there. The person who options this for a five-picture deal, greenlights it, Michael Eisner.
0: Wow, yeah. I was expecting a bigger reaction I think I was wondering if I knew that or not. I think I did. I
1: I think I heard that in... I'm sorry. Let me try that again. Brock Eisner.
0: (laughs) What? He's like, Dad,
1: when I'm in a fedora wearing, chino wearing, leather jacket wearing, bull whip, gun carrying... Dad, I don't believe it unless he's wearing sensible chinos.
0: Yeah. Um, Amazing.
1: Now you say it's amazing.
0: It is amazing. It is amazing. For all of Eisner's Eisners, dude could pick a winner.
1: Like I just love the fact that Michael Eisner's like that sounds great. Yeah. I I can see that. I'm going to lock it This is before, he's at, down this for is a before
0: he's at Disney.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cuz this is 1980. Right. Right? And he's the head of Paramount at this time and he sees the potential in I mean honestly, like who is going to turn down George Lucas and Steven Spielberg's next project? Yeah. I don't care if it's photographing grass growing look for it's, the a, next it's, a, it's, 16 it's a picture hours. about two guys
0: drinking mai tais on a beach who are those two guys it's lucas and spielberg five, five picture, picture deal, deal.
1: yeah is there a bull whip we can write it in sure five picture deal <laughs> yep exactly uh yeah it's i mean it seems like a can't lose proposition right, yeah. right from these from these guys so then Although they move. Although a lot
0: of people swing and hit huge first shots, and then their next one is just a disaster. Well, that's true. So some level of faith.
1: Geyser gives them a five picture deal, and they move to casting. Yeah, I'm going to give you a list of the actors who were originally considered for Indiana Jones. Okay. Okay. Paul Rudd. Keep in mind, <laughs> Paul Giamatti. If you Paul if Walker, you rebooted R.I.P. Indiana Jones right now, okay. would you use Paul Rudd? Yeah, I feel like you would. Really? Well, not necessarily. If I was recasting it right now? He'd be considered. Because what they wanted to go for in Indiana Jones was a vulnerable, likable, uh, somewhat flawed character that people wanted to be. That they, like, looked up to and wanted to be. Which is sort of funny because Lucas's original pitch for what Indiana Smith should be is, quote, a kung fu practitioner and playboy womanizer. (laughs) Yeah. Which is just funny because it's like, in his mind, he's like, well, yeah, like we want to make a good role model and right. someone that people really like look up to. Right. So he's so got to know Kung Fu. <laughs> he's got to no know Kung Fu. He's got to be able to take a girl out once in a while. <laughs> yeah.
0: Right. Oh, right on. All right. And so who do we got? Who's on, who's on my list?
1: Bill Murray. Okay. Chevy Chase. Okay. Nick Nolte. Uh-huh. Steve Martin. Yep. Jack Nicholson, Jeff Bridges, and Tom Selleck, which is the big one.
0: Right, yeah. None of those feel like starters for me except for maybe Nick Nolte and uh Tom Selleck.
1: Uh yeah, I was gonna say Nick Nolte makes a lot of sense to me. Tom Selleck, Jeff Bridges was actually a front runner. Yeah. I could um, see that. Yeah. Some of those
0: don't mean I mean I don't see how you get Steve Martin from there. What is he doing at this time that makes sense for makes sense to put him in that role? I think
1: because they wanted they they wanted to have somebody that was very likable and that there was comedic that there was comedic chops behind it. Yeah. Uh but yeah, I mean, of all those people of that list, who ranks the highest to me? Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck. Yeah, uh, has that uh, that charming, they asked him to dashing. Shaved
0: the mustache, and he was like, "Absolutely not, not a like, chance." Yeah, we're gonna have to keep looking. it. Doesn't come off. Yeah,
1: there's nothing He's I shaved. can do about it. It grows
0: back as I'm shaving. Yeah, it. What do you want me <laughs> to do?
1: I can do. So Tom Selleck is a lock. Like yeah. they like that's who Lucas and Spielberg want is Tom Selleck. He reads for the part. He is. He's, he wouldn't have been terrible. I could picture it now. No, he wouldn't have I, been terrible. I don't think he would have been terrible yeah. at all. I think it would have been great. Yeah. Mag. He. But he is. Uh, he is the star of Magnum PI. Yeah. And his obligation to, uh, to Magnum PI precludes him from taking on Indiana Jones. Right. They won't release him from his contract. Yeah. And so he chooses Magnum PI over Indiana Jones. Uh, and then flash forward, he does an Indiana Jones spoof on Magnum PI at some point where he's Funny. wearing the fedora yeah. and the, the whip and everything like that.
0: Just don't see Bill Murray being able like just no knowing coming can. off of he Caddyshack around then. You yeah. just uh, you just don't see him being able to play that. It's seriously. a very different character, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's a very bumbling character at that point. It's not a it's not an action star, it's not an right. adventure serial star.
0: Man of few words, smoldery, right, you know, kind of guy.
1: Anyways, all right, keep going. So Lucas, uh, so Tom Selleck is unavailable, and uh, Tara's- Tom, Tom Selleck's mustache is unavailable. Well, no, no, no. And Tom Selleck's mustache is always available. Oh, always open, okay. <laughs> always open for business. Uh, but he is not available because right. he is He's contractually
0: obligated to, to the to private magna. investigator role.
1: That's right. Uh, Lucas didn't want to hire Harrison Ford, even though he read for it because Lucas had already used him in American graffiti and in star Wars. Yeah. And he was like, well, I don't want it to be a thing where like Harrison Ford's the guy that I always use. Right. Um, and he also wanted, Lucas wanted an unknown actor at the time. Yeah. But Spielberg and Kasdan loved Ford in the role, in the role and Ford loved the role. Right. And he saw Indy as an academic first and like an adventurous second. So he really loved the idea of playing this character. And so eventually Lucas goes, okay, like he's the, he is the right person yeah. for this role. And so Ford signs on for a seven-figure deal. He gets a percentage of the profits and an option to rewrite his dialogue, which I think is interesting. I don't know if he ever exercised that option. Right. But he had the option to rewrite his dialogue for Indy. Um And so Indy, so Indy is cast – And then just another sort of interesting aside of casting is Danny DeVito was originally cast for Sala, the character of Sala, Mm -hmm. who is played by John Ray's Davies, magnificently, I might add. Yeah, I love that character. Like one of my favorite characters uh, in indie, one of my favorite characters, period. But because of uh, Danny DeVito's obligation to film Taxi, the TV show, he's unavailable. So originally this could have been... The Tom Selleck and Danny DeVito based movie. Yeah, and instead we get Harrison Ford. I don't think Danny DeVito's
0: terrible in that role. No, I don't think so either. I I like how it went a lot. Feels I don't know better to me, but I don't think I don't think DeVito's terrible. You get Murray and DeVito in there completely. Indiana Jones is a completely different. Oh, that's a completely different movie. Yeah,
1: Yeah, that's a screwball buddy cop Mm -hmm. movie at that point. Uh, Production is filmed in France, London, Hawaii, and Tunisia. With the bulk of interesting stories about production happening in Tunisia, because like everybody's sick, it's like 110 degrees every single day. People are getting dysentery and they're throwing up. And yeah. of course, one of the stories that comes from this is uh, the famous fight between Indy and the Swordsman uh, in yeah. Cairo, right? Yeah, and the
0: basket uh, basket chasing sequence.
1: Right, that's that sequence where the sword Swordsman comes out and he flips his sword around. Uh, originally Indy was supposed to have, they had, they had a, a whole choreographed fight scene there, right. uh, where Indy was, um, keeping them away with the whip and then they ended up having a big sword fight. Uh, but Harrison Ford was, uh, horribly sick and not feeling well. And they had run it a couple of times, but it wasn't looking very good. Right. And then sluggish and then the, feverish, right. And the story is sweaty Again, yeah. very sweaty, and the story goes that Ford says, like, what if I just shoot the guy? Yeah, And Spielberg goes, like, yeah, let's try that. Yeah, And that, of course, becomes the scene, which yeah. is, like, the, arguably the most iconic scene. Uh, well, the, the, There's or a lot of them, but that's definitely one of them. Of the that's definitely one of them. Definitely, that's one.
0: definitely one of them that takes him from adventuring, tough, smoldering guy to, like, Complete, like wow! All right. Just he's so cool. That's, that's who I want <laughs> to be when I grow up. Yeah, so cool.
1: The thing that I love is knowing that story and then watching that scene. You see how exhausted he yeah. looks. Like Harrison Ford looks so he tired. Should. He's
0: chasing Miriam. He's knocking yeah. baskets over. He's worried. He's concerned. He's taking down some other dudes. He's, he's carrying some, a monkey. Yeah, he's carrying a monkey. Yeah, and
1: uh, yeah, it's a great scene. Great scene. Uh, it, Raiders premieres June 12th, 1981, which is the reason why we're talking about it this week. It originally earns $8.3 million in its opening weekend. It's the f- number one film of the weekend. Uh, it leaves the box office in March 18th of 1982. Uh, so it spends almost a year in the box office. Yeah. Uh, total box office in 1981 was 12 or $212 million. Huge for back then. Huge for back then. And the total theatrical performance worldwide. So not... Home video, movies, $367 million. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a big earner. Right, yeah. That's a big earner. Great. That's my setup. I love it. What do you want to talk about when we're talking about Indiana Jones? You want to talk about... what your experience was in? Yeah, the I'll, I'll ask you a question then yeah. you can say which way you went. Oh, tell me. Uh, I've been talking a lot, so that's why I'm curious to know your stuff. But go ahead.
0: I thought it'd be fun because of when it came out and the ages that we were. Uh, I, th- I think that movie, beyond being just a, a great movie uh, and reading like a movie, this is what I like about the movie is is it reads like a like. But what if we just make a movie that's fun? Like, it's going to have some yes. plot into it. But what if we just make a movie that's fun? Let's go places we want to do. Think of crazy sets and what could happen there, and we'll kind of put a plot into it. And you think, are you a? Are you allowed to do that? Does not just do have to like make some comment on the world and stuff like that? And I mean, when no, you watch it. Fun. It's just a fun movie. And yeah. it gives you permission, I think, as an artist to to think that way, to think, what if the thing you're creating was actually just enjoyable start to finish? Yeah. What if you didn't make people pay a bunch, which is why um I'm getting into all i just all sorts of head notes on yeah, this thing. Yeah, yeah, Before yeah. I get into those and, and how even as a popcorn fun movie, it does some things brilliantly that uh, that other movies aren't able to figure out how to do this.
1: Right, and I think uh, what you just said is, is I think, a really interesting point. It's, in my mind, a popcorn film is a film where you turn your brain off and you just enjoy the ride. Right. And Raiders isn't that. Yeah, like, no. It, it is a movie that requires you to be engaged somewhat and interested in what's happening.
0: Yeah, and the filmmaking in it is there's some of it, there's just, it's new and it's genius. Yeah. And so one of the heavy, hard things to do in a film is to to get, bring the audience up to speed, to do right. what's called exposition, to yep. tell them everything they're going to need to, to know, uh, to, to enjoy the film, and to do that, to repeat that, so in case they missed that part or they tuned out or whatever, they're still able to follow along. And you go from this big cave opening scene, where he's getting the idol and, and The you boulders know, chasing the him. The boulders, and- you go from this big opening to a, to a university, which is just bold to do that yeah. to, to go from this this jungle into this university the contrast of that is amazing and then I, I want to talk about the uh, the eye blinking scene in a, in a minute um, we could do a whole podcast I think on that girl's and eyelids, eyelids. <laughs> oh, just eyelids. those girls eyelids because yeah. I have so many questions yeah. about that yeah. but then you move into uh, into a large lecture hall and, and that whole thing never reads like exposition. The way they do it with the book and then the chalkboard and the yes. talking, you never realize like you know they're just explaining but the movie. All they're doing <laughs> is
1: explaining what the entire setup of the movie
0: is. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just so brilliantly done that you don't you never feel. And the dialogue is good. And they change props and they change yes. the methods of doing that. That I I watched it this time when I watched it. And I thought like man, what, what exposition's hard. They did that really, really well.
1: That was something that I realized this this viewing as well, was you have this opening scene, right, which takes place in South America, and it's going after the idol. And the first, you know, five, seven minutes of the movie, there's little to no dialogue. Yeah. You don't even see Indiana Jones. He gets revealed in a very cool way where yeah. – while one of his guides is about to pull a gun on him from, from back Indy, hears the cock of the gun and he whips around with a bullwhip, yeah. whips the, the gun out of the guy's hand. And then he's revealed. So like, then you see him come out of the shadows. And so that whole scene establishes Indy as like really cool, like yeah. very competent, very intelligent, very world understanding worldly or understanding how these things work. And so you set him up in this really, really cool, uh, adventure action hero way and then to your point they pivot into this very intellectual way like yeah. now he's and now you see him as an intellectual he's wearing his suit with his bow tie and his glasses and his hair is done and he's almost two different characters yeah i love that and the scene before that when
0: he with with the girl with the eye blank and that yeah. makes no sense to put that in the movie there's no reason for that scene to exist and
1: in in but in the event that you have not seen yeah. raiders of the lost Ark, whoa <laughs> what, <laughs> i don't even yeah, yeah. please whoa. just stop yeah and, and Fix I'm that come back but assuming that you have not of course you're talking about a scene where he is teaching his archaeology 101 class yeah which is not needed for the
0: movie right he could just arrive back and go in there it you get the joke with the with the with the you get the thing with the Levites, but also does this other thing that I know so it shows that he is uh, has a job is smart and he loves this stuff the way he's yeah. talking about it on the blackboard and stuff like that it, it just adds so much credibility so when you go into this exposition dump you're like well, it makes sense it's what he does people come to he's hear a him teacher. talk this he's is a what teacher he does. He people come yeah so it's very normal for him to to do this you're not taking an adventurer and then get, making him give some long thing right. and so I just, I just love that I want to ask you some questions about when Indiana Joes came out then we'll come back to the eyelid girl don't want to I don't, don't, don't want to forget about the eyelid girl
1: Let's talk about The Eyelid Girl right now. By the way, yeah, really quickly, Eyelid Girl, uh, that whole know. scene takes place at a fictitious university called Marshall College. Yes, Marshall College. Marshall College, the exterior of that is shot at uh, University of the Pacific. In Stockton. In Stockton. Wow! It's the it's the concert hall at UOP. I always assumed watching this movie growing up that that
0: was in England, but then when the plane takes off immediately after that, it goes over the Golden Gauge Bridge, and right. I was just always, so
1: it, leaves anyways. out of out of SFO. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um. So eyelid girl. Uh. She she blinks and it says love you. Love you. Right. Uh, on his eyelid. She's sitting at the front of the She's class. She's sitting in the class. He's teaching, and it kind of throws him throws for him a off. loop. Yeah. Um. My qu- my question is. Uh, you have to do each eyelid separately. You can't do them both at the same time. Oh, that's right. Yep. <laughs> or, or you have to have a friend.
1: Yeah, so she's one, one she eyelid. She has to do she's one eyelid. Love. And yeah. if
0: she does it in a mirror, she doesn't just do it by feel. She's got to do, do it backwards. She's got to do it backwards.
1: So I think this girl should get her she's own. She's very podcast. invested. Super talented. Yeah, she's very invested in Professor Jones at that point.
0: Yeah, I just, I, this is the first time I went, like, the, the skill and pre planning and ability to pull off love you on your eyelids
1: is phenomenal. I also want to say one of the things that I really appreciate about our digital streaming age yeah. is I watched that movie again so many times on VHS and I could not tell what that said. I knew oh, really? it said something like, I love you or something like that. But it was always, uh, the the tape was just blurry enough where right. you didn't get that good resolution. Yeah. You got that VHS resolution. Yeah. And uh, and it wasn't until streaming that you can see clearly, or it wasn't until digital you could see clearly that it says love you. Yeah.
0: Um, so tell me about this. Tell me, we were, you know, this movie came out, obviously. When we were growing up yeah. and going to Young. birthday parties yeah. and slumber parties and things like that, so while it is a uh, it is an important movie for filmmaking and, the, and that type of thing and, and Spielberg and Lucas and then came Ride and all that stuff, it also just us growing up was an important movie because you you saw a lot of stuff for the yeah, first time, right? You have a lot You're of stuff. Traumatized happened,
1: by stuff that for, for the first in this time. So
0: I'm, I'm wondering if you tell me, you know, first time you remember watching it, how yeah. did you consume it? What scenes in this kind of first part of the movie, sort of pre Miriam, maybe the cave scene, like stood out to you as, as things where where now they're so commonplace, they're right. almost cliche, but like you'd never seen that before.
1: Yeah. So I, I thought about when I first saw this movie, and you know, again, we were young. Yeah. Right. We were young when this came out, and so we were definitely not the age that should have been watching this movie. Right. Uh, but we were, uh, you know, I I remember watching it with my dad for the first time, and I have this recollection of my dad and I walking up to our local video store, which yep. is called Colonel Video, uh, Colonel with a K, Colonel Video. Okay, it was popcorn uh, and videos, popcorn and videos. We walked up there on on Halloween night. I was in my Halloween costume, and we walked you just got up- done
0: trick or treating, getting candy, and you get to rent a movie.
1: Yeah, wow. So, so I'm walking up, and my my memory is that. We came back with... My dad bought a copy of Raiders of the Lost Ark on VHS. Wow. But then I did research for the show and realized that uh, that VHS wasn't released until December of 1983. Yeah. So I can't reconcile whether or not that Halloween, my dad went up to like did a pre-order of Raiders of the Lost Ark right. and then came back with Raiders at another time. Yeah. Or whether or not that Halloween was the Halloween after, after it right. came out. So maybe it was like 1984. At any rate, I remember... Him coming home with Indiana Jones uh, or Raiders of the Lost Ark, and I remember taking a look at the cover. I didn't know anything about it. Yeah, I remember taking a look at the cover and finding the cover so uh, entrancing. It's that Drew. I think Drew Stuizen is the one who uh, who was the artist of the of the original poster, and that's Indy cracking the whip, and you see the yeah. the the, um, the arc in the back and. Uh, snakes going up, and the uh, portraits of all the characters down the side. And I remember just being so entranced with it, trying to understand. I didn't know what a raider was. That was the right. other thing. Like, what is what is Raiders of the Lost Ark? I don't understand what any of this is. So you watch it with your dad. Go watch it with my dad. What are, what are some things that hit you early in the movie? I can tell. Well, early, I, obviously, the boulder scene is yes. incredibly impactful. Uh, I remember watching that first scene when they're going through the jungle. And they encounter the idol that's got the fingers in it, and uh, and all the blow darts, or the you know they they uh, test the dart for poison, and, and all of that before they get into the cave, not understanding what any of that is, yeah, uh, or who Indy is. And then the The thing is, there's such a
0: grittiness to all that that it all felt so real. Like, you're like, those are probably really poisonous darts. Like, I don't know why that was. And even now, some parts of it didn't hold up for me. But even now, like, you you look at some of that stuff, the way uh, the one guy gets, you know, darted in the back and he falls over and there's like a jelly around where the exit or where the entrance wounds are. It all's just so gritty. And you're just like, they probably killed that guy for real. I remember, like, like, thinking things like like that. I don't know. I've never seen that guy in another movie. He's probably dead. Yeah. And and I've never seen anybody get hit by a we should go
1: make blow guns and figure out if that's what it looks like because i feel like that guy's probably dead he's probably dead he probably <laughs> yeah. was killed uh yeah i i remember and there's and there's a lot of like mumbling in the first beginning yeah. where it's like the, and I, again going back and watching it as an adult like they're talking about other explorers and where other explorers died in yes. trying to find this thing but they don't give you any of that context like it, it is only through yeah. subsequent multiple hundreds of rewatches that you're like yeah oh, this is an expedition that has been attempted before by other people, Yeah, and Indy knows about this, and now he's the only one to succeed.
0: Right. I would have just dropped in from the top. It's not even covered the whole way. I don't know why I went through that hallway. I think the the guy, the guy that... Uh, it's
1: because the boulder's blocking it.
0: Totally. Boulder's blocking that scene. I don't know what those tribes people are called, the Haritos or something like that. Hovitos. Hovitos. But I always thought watching that, the, 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 if the other If only the, you
1: spoke Hovito, you would know
0: that. Yeah, and then he goes... Psst, psst, I love I, that. I always I didn't know that was like go kill him like slicing him. i thought he was speaking jovitos and that's how they spoke
1: i think maybe he was
0: okay <laughs> i don't know it was like a neck slicing thing and i was like that's a cool language where that's, you're
1: like you're talking about Rene belloc yeah which is such a great name yes Rene. He's the villain uh the french archaeologist who is a better thief than he is an archaeologist because he just steals yeah. other people's stuff
0: yeah better thief than he is better better thief uh, than he is a whiner and diner that's right fun. So uh, my first scenes that I remember watching, I don't remember when I first watched it. I think it was at a slumber party or something. Like yeah. you said, that's why you don't send your kids to slumber parties because <laughs> exactly. you don't know what's going to happen. Yep. And I remember, uh, it's funny, like the boulder didn't scare me. The things that that terrified me in that movie were uh, the spiders on the back. Uh-huh. It was the first time I'd ever like dealt with a phobia of like, oh, that's terrible. Yeah. Like that's a what a terrible thing. And he's so calm and collected about it.
1: Can I tell you yeah. an interesting story about that? Yeah. So uh, Alfred Molina, who plays Satipo, I believe is his name, uh, who goes on to play Doctor Octopus. Most people would know him as Doctor Octopus in the in, in the uh, Spider-Man movies. Wow, yeah, so that's the throw me the whip guy. Yeah, throw me the whip. I throw you the handle. You throw me the whip. Throw he me the is whip. Doc Ock. How He's about Doc Ock. that? So, uh, s- speaking of spiders. He's the one that has the spiders all over him. Yeah. Uh, when they were filming that, they used live tarantulas, but the tarantulas did not move when they put him, put it on him because they were all male. Right. So Spielberg had the idea of- Male ones him, aren't poisonous? Uh, No, I think they are. Okay, great. But they were just sort of uh, chill. They were right. a little bit chill. Spielberg made the suggestion, why don't you put a female on there to get them agitated? Yeah. And they did, and that's the reason why they're crawling all over him. Oh, that's and crazy. And I'm thinking if I was Alpha Melina, I would be losing my ever-loving mind. Yeah. And you just see, like, that shot where he's covered in it, but then they show the shot of him from the front, and they're just sort of crawling over his chest. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's terrible. Yeah. It's, I remember that.
0: I remember just even the going through the cobwebs and how, like, meshy and yeah. dense they were. I didn't like that. Um and how much? Uh, oh, and then when he comes back out, and that dude is speared through the face, yeah. Doc Ock. Yeah, uh, I remember that just being very disturbing to me sure. a, as a child. Just being like, that's the first time I think I'd probably seen something like that on film. Uh-huh. And dealt with like his eyes are still open. They didn't even have the courtesy to like close his eyes, yeah. which is something we would do on TV if somebody died. You would show it from the back, not show it at all. No, it's just uh, and full this is, on. This is just a full on dead, body. dead, dead I ne- body. I had never seen that before. Yeah, and so all that stuff. I, I don't even care about the idol at this point in time. I'm like, <laughs> Indy, there's like people dying around you, and they're like dying, dying. Uh, uh, like they're not
1: coming back. They're indeed. not coming
0: back, man. I think this movie cost a lot to make. I don't know what what's going on here, um, but and also how much. Uh, I remember I remember seeing this, but not being able to put it to words. How much of that a lot of the movie is conveyed just through facial expression yeah. and little little grunts and noises, not through dialogue. There's just little ooze. There's little uh, even when he puts the when he gets the spiders on him. There's just a little breath there. Uh-huh. There's just lots of like facial stuff going on yeah. in there that they use to tell the story. Uh and then the guy gets hit in the darts and I always thought Jock Lindsay's name was Jack. And I always thought
1: it was Jack too.
0: Yeah. yeah. And and so
1: I like it. Because he's the only Jock Lindsay, of course, is the pilot that flies Indiana Jones out of right. South America. Uh and you hear him you hear Indy screaming, start the plane. I always thought it was start the plane Jack. Start yeah. the plane Jack. Yeah. Uh and but it's Jock and he's just fishing. Right on. Wearing a Yankees cap. Let, let me tell you one thing that let's fly. You asked me like, i well, got that, more questions. Yeah, things that uh, resonate deeply in my mind as a kid watching this. Yeah, let me tell you the thing that resonated the deepest for me. Okay, good. I remember my dad telling me this, and I have told my kids. Who have, well, my oldest is the old one who's watched this. But I told him the same thing my dad told me at the very end. Okay. Right? When they when the Nazis have captured the Ark yep. and they are performing the ritual to open the Ark. Yep. And Indy and Marion are tied to the pole. Yes they and are. Indy says, Shut your eyes, Marion. Yeah. My dad said, when Indy says shut your eyes, you, you shut, shut your, your eyes. eyes. <laughs> and yet, I said the same advice. thing to my son. What a great I said, advice. And you don't open your eyes until I tell you. Yeah. And that is how I grew up with that movie. I don't think I I don't think I opened my eyes for that scene
0: really, until poor. I was
1: probably like 11, 12, 13 years old. Yeah.
0: Because And you didn't know what happened, you just heard I, a lot of screaming. I just heard a lot of screaming. And you really just didn't know what happened. isn't your
1: imagination worse than the reality? <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, no, I, I don't see, know. In this case, probably this case, not. not. Yeah,
0: in this case, probably yeah, not. In
1: this case, it isn't because what actually happens on scene, uh, on screen is terrifying. And yeah. I know we have a lot of families that listen to this episode or to this podcast. So I won't go into detail about what happens in that scene. You'll have to find out for yourself. Yeah. But that is Scarring. I mean, I remember watching. It's the it.
0: scariest thing I'd seen in my life by a lot. Did you
1: watch it as a I child? I watched it. Yeah, I watched it. Oh my, it, my gosh! I didn't can't know even it was coming. because
0: so I think it was at a slumber slumber party, and I remember watching that. It's kind of your first experience with like a biblical story. Uh huh. Alone without your parents yeah. and that, and and they open the thing and and, and the stuff happens and it's just I just remember I think even today Would to just
1: say the Nazis all die. We just say that.
0: Yeah, they they die in not fun ways either. In
1: ways that nobody would want to die.
0: Or watch on a a TV and you look at it and still later, uh, it always, for whatever reason, it always reminds me of that scene in Roger Rabbit. Uh, there's some, there's With some the dip, yeah, like when he some, gets dipped from uh, Christopher Lloyd or whoever that is, yeah. uh, when he gets dipped to that. <laughs> there's there's some weird brain comparison yeah, that I can have see that. between can see those that. two things of like oh, I, don't, I don't like this. Uh, yeah. Either either of those scenes, but yeah, I remember being there's start- so much
1: screaming in that scene. Yeah. And again, to your point, my eyes are closed as a child, and right. so all I hear is just screaming. Uh, and all of it very justified. I would Oh say. yeah, very much justified. Definitely
0: scary. Uh, I'm trying to think of what what other scenes like really impacted me from a creative standpoint. I remember uh, I remember thinking um, the what is it called the Well of well Souls. Souls, where mm-hmm. where the mini mini city is.
1: Oh, that's the map the map room. The map room. I remember yep.
0: thinking like oh that would that would stink to get stuck down there but also I kind of like that place I think I'd be okay with that like I dig it down there it's got like a little miniature Disneyland you got hang out hang out you and hang play out there. <laughs> and just play with your toys I kind
1: of dug that the, the map room is you, one of my favorite you get, scenes like the Indiana Jones action figures yes exactly play right there. Yeah. I remember
0: that being and still one of my favorite scenes shot at sunset it's absolutely yeah. beautiful yeah. uh, cinematography wise and he gets and he, when he gets down there I remember thinking like
1: that is I agree I love the scene I love the music. I love how the music swells in yeah. it as the sunlight is going through the room. and then uh, you see the the shadow of the ruby of the ruby gem that's in yeah. the middle of that that headpiece and how it sort of tracks along this model of yes, shadows of Kyra. are very
0: important in this whole movie. Very
1: important. Yeah. Uh, the thing that I really love about this scene, though more than anything, is once Indy finds out where the Well of Souls is, which has the arc, there are these little bits and pieces of scene where India is still in the map room and he's got a tape measure out and he's making notes in a notebook yeah. and he's calculating, he's figuring out where uh, where this room is buried in the Cairo desert somewhere. Right. And I just love, again, the, the adventuring combined with like real intellectual work and thinking and yeah. uh, and puzzle solving that he that he does constantly yeah. through, through turns the turns out movie.
0: it's right next to an airfield if they just moved that airfield right, over right ten feet they would have just accidentally found it. Yeah. If they
1: uh, if they just accidentally put the airfield a little bit closer to it, boom, right there well. Yeah.
0: That probably second most memorable thing maybe when that dude gets eaten by the propeller uh oh, yeah. in that movie. Just so much of that movie. It's such a accessible movie, I think. But yet there are some very Hard things visceral. for like Some yeah very they, visceral yeah things. They're, they're, and you know it's not all done in like a really gory way except for the end part but it's it's and all of them do that all the movies do that they all yeah. have a thing uh in them or you're like if it worked for that part I, I would <laughs> yeah. be okay they right. all do it it's like an Indiana trope Temple Doom jo- Temple
1: of Doom, Doom just happens like thirty five minutes into the movie <laughs> as opposed to wait until the end
0: uh yeah are we talking about the heart thing yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 I saw that for the first time in a Circuit City I think. Uh, really? I, I I did not watch uh, that movie, The Temple of Doom. I think my parents told me I couldn't or something, but I didn't watch it till way way after it came oh, out. Really? Yeah, I didn't go see it in the theater or what. Didn't watch it at home or anything. I just wasn't interested in Temple of Doom. We went into a Circuit City to buy a TV and they had it playing. And oh, this exactly. dude, like punches into his chest and pulls out a heart or whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, what is
1: what is going what is on? This movie? Yeah. We'll get to Temple of Doom in another time. Another time. I, I did go see that with my dad. My yeah. dad also gave me instructions to not look at a certain point. Yeah. And he was right about that as well. Yeah. Where Where was this for you? Because for me, I have often said that this is my favorite movie. Yeah. Um, and I, like I said, I've seen it hundreds of times. I don't know whether or not Last Crusade is a better movie. I should watch them back to back sometime to figure that out. <sighs> Because Last Crusade is such a good movie.
0: Yeah, I I would say I I liked the movie. I'd probably even say I loved the movie. I probably would have listed it as my top favorite movies. It's not a movie I watched a lot because um, I don't like gore and that kind of stuff. And Indy has like... Some problems that as a kid, it's not something that I want to fantasize about or play with because there's some very dark things that happen to people in that, and that's not a world that I want to create fantasy in. I'm much more like of the Jungle Cruise variety of violence where it's like, let's shoot the gun up in the air and make a joke. And Star Wars, for the most part, uh, is free from really gruesome... Uh, stuff some yeah. of the emperor right. stuff, you know, gets a little bit rough, um, but, but it's
1: grounded in fantasy, whereas India is much yeah, very more grounded very in real.
0: And and like I said, seeing seeing a, a prop dead body with its eyes open is just is a, it's on a different level than yeah. seeing something. Yeah. And I just so I I didn't play Indiana Jones, I didn't want Indiana Jones action figures, I didn't collect Indiana Jones because for me it was kind of like that's that movie where the thing happens at the end and I'm, it's terrifying. And so I like it and I'm intrigued by it and I love the setting, I love all that stuff. But it's got some hard parts that make it like I, I don't want i don't want to watch this all the time
1: right i think that's what it was for me too was it wasn't a i, w- I wouldn't watch this all the time but i still I, I still had a lot of connections to it i think much more to temple of doom and last crusade than i did with raiders of the lost ark i think just because i was we were older when those movies came out i remember yeah. having like the official uh movie magazine of temple of doom and i remember having a poster of indiana jones in my room and uh, but I but I do have this fond memory of in between Raiders and Temple of Doom, my dad took me out on a West Coast trip where we eventually got to Disneyland. In the process, we are at the Grand Canyon, and I have this distinct memory of staying in a cabin at the Grand Canyon. And my dad bought me a stack of Indiana Jones comic books. Oh my gosh, what, what a
0: perfect place to read it Indiana was Jones great. comic! What a great memory. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah,
1: I, I loved it. So I remember just sitting in my cot and reading Indiana Jones right outside the Grand Canyon, and that just all feels that's like fantastic. a perfect setting. Yeah. yeah.
0: Right on. I didn't learn about this till much later. Like when you're a kid and you watch Indiana Jones, uh, it's a great movie that's paced uh, exquisitely. Ah, exquisitely. That, that, that has very important things where um, it, the, the movie itself watches very much like a theme park attraction. It moves from room to room to room yep. and you know what to expect and it builds on itself and it has a, uh, a, a big climax and then it ends with this really great sort of resolved, unresolved ending. Like an ending. type of thing. Yeah, yeah. And, and the epilogue in it is both resolving the story and unresolving it at the same time, which is fantastic. So it's just, so you don't, you look at, you know, no problems with this whatsoever. And then later in life, uh, you start reading, you know, film school people and film stuff. and They start
1: tearing it apart. They start tearing it apart and
0: say that the, you know, the problem with Indiana Jones is that it is one of the few movies, I guess, that's better if it actually doesn't ever start. That the world is in a better stance if the world, if if Indiana Jones actually never goes on an adventure, nobody ever finds the arc, uh, all this stuff, you know, it's actually better if he doesn't go on the hero's journey. And I that's categorically
1: reject that. Good. I categorically reject that because uh, if Indiana, and I've heard that theory right. before, like, well, if Indy did nothing, then everything still would have happened. Right. But I say no, I say no, because Indy's adventure is not. They still not, would have
0: opened the thing. They still and, would have opened and, the thing. And, right, and it would have been right with the world.
1: Right. But a lot of things would have happened along the way. Uh, one of which is the, the the Nazis would have gotten the headpiece from Marion probably by killing her, so she would have been gone. Yeah, uh, they would have they would have succeeded, and the Ark would continue to be lost because nobody would have known what happened because they took the Ark to this island and opened the Ark up there, so the Ark would have continued to be lost. And Indy's role is not to stop the Nazis necessarily; it's to find the Ark and to recover this important artifact. That is then, and do the right thing with it. That's his thing with
0: thing artifacts: with is that artifacts should be in museums. You should do the right thing with an artifact. Right. This
1: is this is belongs in a museum. It's a very famous line that he yeah. gives in Last Crusade. This belongs in a museum for other people to learn from. To uh, to, to And that line is uttered
0: uh, by Kid Indy. So this is an ethos he would have had in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Correct. right? Yeah, it's yep. the crucifix or whatever that he has.
1: Right. The uh, El Dorado cross of El Dorado. So cool. Cross of Coronado. Yes. Oh, so close. Um, where was I? Oh, yeah. So he he believes that these things should belong in right. a museum for people to learn from. And he's upset at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark because it doesn't go into a museum. It gets boxed up and put into into a warehouse for no one to remember. So in a way, it gets lost again. The whole idea is that the ark doesn't get recovered for the purpose of people to learn from it and to keep it out of the hands of evil. Yeah. Uh it it gets re-lost again into a government warehouse right which i think is like awesome
0: right and i think the sub argument that was the nazis take it they open it up on an island and it stays lost forever because nobody now knows where it is which is the better place for the arc than controlled by the u.s government even if nobody knows where where it is somebody knows where it is and so the movie actually ends in a worse spot than when it started and the hero is ultimately uh, not heroic um, but you categorically reject that. Categorically I do. reject that? Yeah, I do too. I just think. I it's, say get over yourself. Yeah. Film school kid. It's fine. It's a great movie. It's a great movie. It was going to happen. He was there to save some people along the way. He tried to do the right thing.
1: That boulder scene's amazing.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you guys ever seen the boulder scene, but it's really you great. see that? Uh, happy uh, anniversary, Indiana Jones. Happy anniversary, Indiana Jones. Thanks for scaring Indiana the Jones. pants off of me. Uh, I, I can see that scene in my head right now, and I don't like that it exists. You can't unsee it. You can't once you see, it. You've eventually opened your eyes. Do you remember what you thought when you saw it for the first time? I remember being terrified.
1: <laughs> it's terrifying. And I was old enough to not be terrified. Right. You and like, I was no, like, terrified. Oh, this is, oh yeah.
0: I'm so thankful. This
1: is definitely worse than what I have imagined for the past 10 years in my head. Uh, I
0: want to go play with my crayons. No, actually I don't. I don't. <laughs> I
1: don't definitely do. get rid of red. <laughs> yeah, No exactly. doubt about that. There is. Uh, what, what, do you, what age do you think is the appropriate age to be introduced to Indiana Jones?
0: I think people like to say that maybe kids now are older or they get I older younger I yeah i don't know i don't know either if that's true or not based on what they've seen i think kids still get scared so i feel like you know if you're not going to do the the whatever you call it, call it uh daddy hands whatever you guys call that, cover, Co- cover hands cover if hands if you're not going to do cover hands just straight up watching it with no eye closing i feel like 12 to 14 i was is, gonna is, say is, 12, is good...
1: I, I think 12 bare minimum i think you're right even at 12 i think i'm that, like cover heart and cover hands is a perfectly legitimate option
0: it really at forty five. It's a perfectly legitimate <laughs> option. I think like there's a lot of Bible stuff wrapped up in that, and to have somebody's first experience uh, with some of those stories, be like, I mean, if you get too close to God, this is what happens. Like, yeah. I don't love all that stuff. So, oh, I I'm, uh, I'm, I'll
1: tell you what, it tells you.
0: Yeah, God hates evil. Yeah, no, good. no doubt about that. Good. I hope. I hope that's the message we're getting. It's a good lesson from that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't want to get into a deeper theological conversation about Indiana Jones. This but is think, the
1: place for it. I think twelve or fourteen. This is the place and this is the podcast. For I think it.
0: twelve or. 14, Fourteen is 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 a good age for that. I think
1: so too. I think any younger, you definitely have to use cover hands.
0: Do you think there's something cultural about watching it before you're ready and being like, "Hey, I wish I hadn't watched that," and just having that be a story though? Like it's a it's a rite of passage to watch a movie before you're ready to watch
1: it. It Sort of does feel that way. And
0: Indiana's maybe an okay one to do that.
1: With. Yeah, I mean, I think there there are definitely those versus movies. like Saw. Yeah, you shouldn't watch that. Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen early. it. I, I don't even. You I shouldn't just, watch it early. That's okay. for sure. Uh, but you yeah, like horror movies. I, yeah, I enjoy, yeah. I enjoy good horror movies, right. uh, which seems dumb to say, but you know, I think no, I, I think there's a distinction that needs to be made. I watched some because of you. I think that there is a certain level of, uh, yeah, like this is, this movie feels a little too old for me to watch. Uh, and indie definitely falls into that yeah. for sure. For sure. Let's talk about this real quick. Yeah.
0: Is it one of the first movies where, where there, there's a banner title for the trilogy and then it has subtitles for each one. I don't know when I become aware that it has other titles.
1: Uh, I think that's a really interesting point because my oldest said, wait, it's not called Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark? Yeah. And I go, no, it's just called Raiders of the Lost Ark. And then subsequently, it's Indiana Jones and The... Right. And again, like I think going back to 1980... They probably should just call it Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. It makes for a better title. Right. Even if they never did another one, wouldn't you agree? Oh, totally. It feels, it feels like that adventure series. It serial. feels more
0: serial in that yeah. way. It's Indiana Jones, colon, and the Raiders of the Lost Ark, colon, you shut your eyes when, when, when <laughs> Indy says shut when, your so, eyes, so, make sure is This is the you best your your advice eyes? I've heard in a long time. Yeah, That's, uh, that's what you got to do. Just going forward, if you hear somebody named Indiana that says shut your eyes, you shut your yeah. eyes.
1: <laughs> that's right. When you don't hear anybody else moving except yeah. for you and me, then you can open your right. eyes again. Yeah. All
0: right. Do so, do an outro.
1: I will. I'll do it right now. OK, good. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We love making the show and we sure hope you've enjoyed listening to it. This has been Bob's and Banthas, and we release every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. Please be sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts, and we would love it even more if you left us a written five star review. It, it gives Aaron the, the yes. gumption he needs to get through the day every day. I appreciate it so much. We would love to know what you think of the show, and it helps other people find out about it. You can visit us at bobsledsandbanthes You can, of course, support us, patreon.com dot forward slash bobsledsandbanthes. You can wear us, tpublic.com, dot Which, by the way, I think there's a tpublic sale going on right now. No kidding. Yeah, it's like it's. It's
0: like a Bath and Body Works sale. Yeah, it's
1: like like thirty percent off. Wow. I gotta replace some of my uh, bobsled shirts. By the way, You're just wearing them too I'm, much. I'm darn near wearing them? them out. Wow, I know. Uh so tpublic.com is where you can get some B and B merchandise. And then of course, uh, join us for all the fun we have over on Instagram. We're up we're at Bobsleds. Umt Bob und Bob's. <laughs> <How appropriate. laughs> Suddenly became a Gus's gloop there. Yeah, uh, we're at Bobsleds and banthas. Until next week, he's been Aaron. <laughs> Ooh. And I've been Scott. It's not the years, honey. It's the mileage. <laughs> and we've been Bob Sled's and banthas. We'll see you next week. We'll see you next
0: week. Yeah. I'm going to see him next week. I was
1: thinking of something else I could have just said. Oh. When you went...
0: Yeah. Oh, well, you did it good with your thumb. <whishing sound> it's like you've studied it in case you ever have to interact with the Hovitos. The Hovitos?
1: Yeah. You know, at Jock Lindsay, you can get the Hovito mojito.
0: Oh, really? That makes sense. Yeah. I don't think the Hovitos drink a lot of mojitos. It doesn't like they're doing...
1: They don't wear a lot of pants either. Yeah. I was thinking of That was a, one of the things going back to... Things that impressed upon me when I was a kid, I was like, "Those are butts." Yeah, those, those are, like are lots are of butts. Good at running,
0: super nimble, very naked, all with the same haircut. They're like oompa loompas of the jungle.
1: <laughs> they really are. Yeah, it's just one guy.